the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Here's a great New Year's resolution. Work smarter in 2010. Use GoToMeeting and meet clients and colleagues online. With GoToMeeting brought to you by Citrix, you can save time and money by holding meetings online. Instead of driving or flying to meet in person, use GoToMeeting to conduct sales presentations, product demos, training sessions right from your desk. Stay productive, be efficient, and avoid the hassle of unnecessary travel. We use GoToMeeting all the time. Can't remember how we did business without it. You can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. But you must visit GoToMeeting.com slash K-N-E-W. That's GoToMeeting.com slash K-N-E-W for a free 30-day trial. Your money, your life. It's Rob Black. What a day in business news we have for you. Remember, if you're out on the roads, drive safely. There's no sense in any of us dying due to the wet stuff that hits the pavement. Drive slowly. Four-wheel drive doesn't help you drive in the rain, not any way, shape, or form. So go 35, that's the best way. 45, maybe if you have to. 50, if you really, really got to. But anything over, the wetness will kill you. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. In about 30 minutes, I'm going to be speaking with Michelle Lerman, huge power attorney. We're going to talk estate planning. It's an interesting year. This is the year that you want to feed bacon to your rich uncle. This is the year you want to feed bacon to your parents if they're going to kick over and leave you a bundle of money. What about next year? We'll talk a little bit about some of the laws that are changing because this year you get it all. It's a weird thing, right? So it's a good, good year to be a multi-billionaire to die. The headlines in business are huge today. Citigroup reports a $1.6 billion loss. Don't you think that would be enough to say, ooh, a huge bank, a bank that lends money, Clearly, there's failures in the system if they're losing $1.6 billion. They took a $10 billion charge. So you, you back out that $10 billion charge, and it doesn't look so bad. $8 billion in profit. That's why you like the big financial banks. So that's a big story out there today. How about um, ending its resistance? Resistance is futile, as the Borg say on Star Trek. Cadbury took an offer worth about $19 billion to create the world's biggest confectionery. Kraft and Cadbury are going to do a friendly merger. Now, this deal was set to expire today, and they got it done. Exxon. They're taking on cable. No, not Exxon. What am I saying? I must have had a stroke. Xbox. They're taking on cable. They're going to stream TV shows and movies. Now, again, this is intriguing because I love my Comcast cable. I love my Comcast digital cable. I love my Comcast phone. I love my Comcast high-speed internet. Love it, love it, love it. But alternatives are starting to crop up, more so than ever before. And Xbox is talking about streaming ESPN content and Disney content. And they already got Netflix and other movies and situations like that. That's pretty crazy. 
It's set up in beautiful digital. It's not like you're watching some sort of crappy television, kick the side of it to get the reception to come in. It's beautiful. It's a lot easier to watch TV without cable. Japan Airlines tickers. Oh, I don't have a ticker symbol that I want to talk about. Japan Airlines, the airline's bankruptcy. Uh, judge, they set stage for a state-led bailout that could change the Japanese aviation sector. Not just the United States airlines that suck. Every airline in the world suck. Because we want to get as much as we can, paying as little as possible. Yesterday, I was furious. American announces that they're going to charge $25 for your first bag, 35 for your second bag. Your ticket almost means nothing at this day and age. It used to be like your ticket was how much it would cost you to go left and right. Now it's like fares and excise taxes and fees and securities and TSA and bags. And do you want to check in online or offline or in the building or out the building? It's kind of nuts. Flying's a hassle, but you know what? I'm going to fly. I'm going to Mexico. I'm going to go to the land of beautiful women, mariachis, and sunshine and beer coming up in about three weeks. I don't care if they charge me $35 bag, $25 bag, $100 bag. I got to go. And I certainly ain't driving. I like going south of Cancun. I like getting lost. I like using my por favor, cerveza, my incredible Spanish-speaking lingual skills amongst the peoples. I don't like seeing other Americans when I go on vacation. I hate other Americans. There was one time I was on a, a transport going from Ireland to the uh, uh, to France through the English Channel. And uh, this guy from Cleveland was talking about UFOs. He's like, whoa, I saw a UFO. And like all these Europeans are looking at him like, I hate you stupid Americans. I don't like hanging out with Americans when I vacation. So when I disappear in Mexico, I like to disappear in Mexico. I like riding a donkey. I like disappearing riding a donkey, drinking beer, cervezas, and seeing naked women. That's what I like about Mexico. And now you're saying, you're kidding, right? Not so much. Not so much. That trip across the English Channel, is it's a great story that I'll, I'll save for another day because uh, it was all about going to the World Cup. It's all about going to the World Cup with Irish soccer fans. And I'll tell you what, the Irish soccer fans, you know what they say about Irishmen? That they don't get angry and drunk and sing. Well, every Irishman I've ever met gets angry, they drunk, get drunk and they sing, and they hit on my, my babe. Not too cool with that, but women like men that can sing to them. My singing voice, not so good. Not so good. Anyway, Google said they're going to delay the release of their cell phone in China. Future of Google China. We'll talk about that later in the show today. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Martin Luther King once said, I have a dream. And his dream was that a lot of Americans would go see the movie Avatar by James Cameron, an incredibly white guy, on his holiday. James Cameron's 3D phenomenon it stays number one at the box office. The Book of Eli and the Lovely Bones had nationwide debuts. I was interested in the Book of Eli, but because of the all the advertisements you continue to see, the whole religion has ELI in it, believe has ELI in it. But you know what? Now that it's out, I don't really want to see it. To me, it feels like a Netflix. Isn't that kind of how we judge movies? Feels like a Netflix. Anyway, Avatar, it's rolling. Another $54 million pulled in over the weekend. 3D phenomenon. Denzel Washington action flick. Book of Eli. Um, it's going to be about a week or two. Before. Avatar is the all time. Most revenue generated movie of all time. Only about a week or two. Before it crosses and sinks Titanic. Ho, 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 ho. Did he just say sink Titanic? Yes I did. 
Now, what's interesting to note about that is uh, when the Titanic came out years and years and years ago, movie tickets were a lot cheaper. So a lot fewer people have seen Avatar than Titanic 11 years ago. It's been 11 years since Titanic. And again, Kate, why don't you share the floating desk with Leo? That's the biggest question that most people have. And also, why did you throw the diamond back in the ocean? That makes no sense. Makes no sense. Anyway, Avatar has been pulled from movie screens in China. Him, those Chinese. They don't like our 10 foot tall blue aliens. Most successful movie of all time in China is being pulled from a majority of their theaters, the 2D. They're keeping it running in the 3D. Basically, they want to run a Chinese state run movie, basically talking about the ancient philosopher Confucius, starring Chow Yun Fat. One of my favorite Chinese actors, Chow Yun Fat, and one of my favorite Chinese philosophers, Confucius. I would want to see that over Avatar because Avatar is just about 10 foot tall aliens that. It's kind of like Dances with Wolves, but it should be Dances with Aliens. And Anyway, what's interesting to note is the Chinese government, a little bit pissed off. Because in the movie, they, they move these Indians. Well, not, I'm sorry, they're not Indians. Aliens, whoops. They move these aliens, and they're like, hey, we want to use this area for mining. We want to use this. So they basically knock down their homes. And in China, what have they done? They've knocked down people's homes. In large part because they want to build um, big tall skyscrapers. So China's kind of feeling a little bit of sensitivity over some of the scenes in it. They also pulled the Da Vinci Code many, many, many years ago so that they can run another Chinese movie in large part. They want to keep their Chinese culture. Christina Aguilera, what's wrong with me? I think she's kind of attractive. I don't know. I think when she first came out, you know, there was the whole Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears thing going on. She seems to work for me. Anyway, her home... In the Hollywood Hills, you think your home's lost value. It's basically going back on the market for $6.25 million on the multiple listing service. That MLS is a monopoly. It's obnoxious. It's grotesque. It's hideous. Your real estate agent and the real estate industry, you know the word realtor's copyrighted and you can't use it. Did you, oh, the whole MLS thing angers me. It angers me because there's a home right next to the one that you're getting ready to buy that's in foreclosure that you can buy for 40% off that will never be on the MLS. You'll never, ever, never, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, ever, never, ever find it. Real estate agents don't want you to. They want you to find the homes that they can sell for full price because they can get a full commission. Anyway, the home Christina Aguilera once lived in, and we could suitably end with Jeannie in a bottle if Heidi was producer on top of her game. I believe she's got 93 octaves in her voice. 93. Don't quote me on that. So, <laughs> anyway, that house was originally listed for $7.99 million. Nine, nine. So, $7.99 million in April 2008. So, it sat there. No one bought it. They took it off. So, it's going to look like, hey, this brand new listing's for six point two five. Even though it's now $1.7 million cheaper than when it originally listed, they're not going to show you that because the MLS is a scam. I'm not allowed to say it's a scam. I, I could say it's a scam, but I don't want to say it's a scam. The MLS is a bucket of poop. It's just, it's massively wrong. And again, we fall for it because we go, we don't know any other. We don't know as a system to look elsewhere. Four bedroom, seven bathroom house. What is that all about? Four beds, seven bathrooms? There's more bathrooms than beds? It's the end of a coal de sac. It looks out over Los Angeles in the ocean. So she sold more than 43 million albums. That's kind of interesting, right? She's done the big, 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 big albums. Come on over, baby. What a girl wants. 
and her big one, Janine Abadi. Janine in a bottle. Janine in a bottle. So um, she's earned a Grammy Awards, and she's earned a Latin Grammy Award. So her home is for sale. If you want to live vicariously through Christina Aguilera, you're going to have to come up with $6.25 million. Coming up, California's changing the laws on HMOs. What's that mean to you? There's a huge election going on today that will either sink President Barack Obama's presidency or maybe it'll save him. Massachusetts is going to the polls today to put a body into Ted Kennedy's dead senator seat. And uh, Coakley, she had this massive lead and she's choked. I mean, it's one of the biggest chokes of all time. It's like the baseball season with five games left and you're up by four. Choking, losing all five to your competition. This is a big choke. We'll talk about it later in the show. Michelle Lerman, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. Watch the million talk. Rob Black, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Wall Street Journal today and personal journal tied towards marijuana asking, is it a medicine? I've got a relative who's been diagnosed with ADD and um, takes Ritalin all the time, takes Ritalin like it's candy. So smokes marijuana on occasion. So sits around thinking a lot about nothing. Mm, That's true. That's true. (laughs) 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. The question is, is marijuana medicine? Most people think that it can help with pain, and most people think it can help with nausea. And um, will California legalize it? I think they will. I think California will legalize it um, for all the people. Uh, When you take a look at the alcohol industry and how many people, you know, how much damage is done to our healthcare system and to our our overall system, to our education system, how much damage is done to marriages. I guarantee you there's two things. 90% of all fights in marriages are about two things, money or drinking, or drinking and talking about money, or drinking and talking about anything. So money destroys a lot of relationships, as does drinking. So um, marijuana, I get the feeling you're not going to fight that much with your spouse on marijuana. So just get that feeling. And uh, I think the tax benefits of the state would be helpful, but the health benefits would be damaging. You'd see a lot of emphysema. You would see a lot of gateway drugs and other situations. Um, once you try something, you know, you always want to push for another high in theory, in theory. Anyway, that's about as much as I know about marijuana. So I'm going to get off that topic because I don't know enough about it. So yeah, I was thinking about this whole Jay Leno conundrum and Conan conundrum. And you know who killed Jay Leno and Conan O'Brien? Armstrong and Getty did. It's an odd thing for me to say out loud, but it's true. Many, 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 many years ago, there was no internet. Many, many, many years ago, there was no shock jock radio DJs in the morning. So we would, you know, basically go through our days of pushing paper, doing the Xerox, finding that technology fascinating. And we'd go to, you know, watch our television, put the kids down, have our scotch and go to bed. And while we're in bed, we'd watch what was an amazing show, the Johnny Carson late night show, where he would have writers, you know, Lambaste and skewer Congress. We didn't get that during the day because it wasn't available at our office. 
our water cooler was the next day talking about what he said last night. So I was watching Jay Leno talking about his soon-to-be canceled show. I'm honestly watching more Jay Leno and and, and Conan O'Brien than ever before. I was going to say Conan Doyle, but that's, you know, Sherlock Holmes. I'm totally digressing. Um, So I watched Conan O'Brien, and they dissect the jokes. And, you know, they're hitting Sarah Palin, they're hitting Sarah Palin, and Armstrong and Getty are hitting Sarah Palin. And then Glenn Beck kind of runs through uh, Sarah Palin, and then John and Ken kind of hit Sarah Palin. So there's the late-night frat side that we're seeing, and the must-see moments aren't happening on TV anymore. I missed an episode of a TV show the other day. I was like, ah, don't worry about it. So it got deleted off my DVR. Something happened. Maybe the cable got... I just jumped online and I watched it. Same thing now. Like, when you hear about Sarah Palin on, on Saturday Night Live, how many of us actually watch Tina Fey skewer Sarah Palin on that exact 11.35 moment on Saturday Night Live? Very few. Most of us went to YouTube to watch it. And that's what's killing late night television. It's, it gives us the heart and soul of any talk show has always been about the monologue. The host takes the audience on a journey through the news. And it used to be a magical journey through the news. Cracking wise about the things that happened that day. The night show has always been kind of a water cooler moment where we wait and see and we wait and we see for something hilarious to happen. You know, search engines, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, now you'll have that friend Porter. Porter will send to her 893 friends. Did you see Barack Obama talk about Sarah Palin? Ah, ha, 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 ha. And like suddenly everyone in the world knows about it. All the best late night hosts, all they are narrators. They tell stories. They tell the absurdities of the daily life. So, you know, when Jay or Conan would show us the mugshot of Mel Gibson on TMZ, I just saw it on TMZ. Heidi's like, oh, my God, you must see this. So she sent it out. So the shock value of late night TV lost a lot of its shock. In a consumer-controlled web and cable matrix, there's just too many freaking fracking options. And this is going to be a story that I pound on you again and again and again and again. TV's a dying medium. Netflix, laptops. We got remote controls now that can pull up primetime programs on the DVR. So, it's dead. It, TV, but there's a couple phenomenons like American Idol. That ain't dead in any way, shape, or form, right? Now, I've come up with a new TV show concept. It's a new TV show concept where I'm going to blend CSI. CSI is wildly popular, right? And there's shows like Hard to Find People, like Bones. Like, they've disappeared for years and years and years and years, and we've got to figure out where they are from their bones and things like that. But the TV show that I'm going to come up with, because TV, if you want to be innovative, if you want to be cutting edge, you got to do something that's not been done before, right? So I'm going to come up with a show where the crimes are incredibly easy to solve. Incredibly easy to solve. Like, there's a video of, like, 19 video cameras catch this guy breaking into someone's house. And there's another TV show that I'm going to come up with are people that are incredibly easy to find. So it's not it's not going to be as compelling. It's not going to take a whole hour of our time like CSI and and bones and these hard to find people TV shows. But I know you're saying I'd watch that show. I'd watch that show. Like where's Gavin Newsom? And about five minutes later, we're in downtown San Francisco, and he's not at the city hall, but he's at a bar right across. I think that'd be a great idea for a show. I know you're saying Rob, stick to bad radio shows. Stick to bad radio shows. 
800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. This was an interesting story that came out today. An unprecedented third year in a row, Californians are worse off financially than they were the previous year. Since 1961, there's been no consecutive years where the majority of Californians said their finances had worsened until last year. Last year was the first time since 1961 that we had two in a row. Now we got three in a row. So California is usually bigger and better. The trend of the myriad of financial problems, though, are extending well beyond unemployment. Stock market correction, real estate bubble, dot-com bubble. It's just not affecting a certain population. It's broad-based. So this three years in a row where we feel poor, where our financials are hit in the, the doodad, so to speak. The broad impact is reflected in California's perception about the state's economy. 95% of people surveyed said the economy is in bad times. 95%. That's the second largest percentage of people to say that since 1978. Now, 1978, we had these crazy stagflation, inflation years where we were waiting in line for gasoline. You don't remember that. Most of us don't remember that. So I was trying to solve Rubik's Cube. You know, I was doing something totally different than thinking about gasoline prices. For people in California, there's a high level of despair because the problems faced by leaders in Sacramento, people merge the budget with the economy. In your head, you merge the budget with the economy and you go, it ain't going to get any better anytime soon. These budget shortfalls, let's say, let's say we could fix this year. We still have deficits from previous years. So we know there's going to be more cuts ahead. So for the first time in three years, people feel poor and actually are poor. First time ever that's ever hit the state of California. Um, land of golden bears, land of golden dreams, not so much. And Tiger Woods is finding out, whoops, his indiscretions have really clubbed him. So Nike has now said they're going to offer golf clubs for the first time ever. Not ever, but for the first time. They used to offer golf materials, but for the first time ever, they're going to offer golf clubs without Tiger Woods. So the sporting goods giant, largely a a non-entity in golf before its sizable business and superstar image tie together. The victory red. But uh, yeah, now what they're doing is they're going to introduce some new clubs late January that were designed by 13 other U.S. golfers who no one knows their names of. So it's going to say, hey, this guy won a, a big tournament last year with a Nike club. This guy won a big tournament. Lucas Glover, for instance. So retail partners are saying we could live without Nike. Very interesting. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Peccadillos. Peccadillos. That's what Tiger Woods indiscretions are referred to by Nike. Peccadillos. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. a.m. Rob Black Show. Michelle Lerman coming up next, I believe. More stimulating talk. Black Show on 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. From time to time, I drag the professionals in here kicking and screaming. And uh, they come on and they educate you about financial issues, whether it be certified financial planners, registered investment advisors, whether it be portfolio managers, 
whether it be accountants or what have you. Joining me now, Michelle Lerman. She is pretty famous in the Bay Area. It's, it's interesting to note that you're famous, isn't it? Wow. I think you're famous. Thank you. So I've heard Lerman in Law and LermanLaw.com for my whole radio career in the Bay Area. And I've been in the Bay Area as long as my radio career has been in the Bay Area. So eight plus years. You've got a good name. Thank you. Thank you. So you're actually married to a law partner. I am. It's kind of like a TV show, right? Uh, a TV show? Lerman I don't know. Lerman and Lerman Law and Order. Law and Order? Lerman and Lerman. Come on. Lerman Law Partners. Okay. Could be a TV show. It could be a TV show. Sounds good. So you're a beautiful woman and you're a smart attorney and your husband is, he could be like the muscle in the TV show. So he could be the lawyer muscle. You could be the beauty savvy brains. Okay. I'll just drop it. Okay. Okay. No TV show. No TV show. (laughs) I'll just drop it. That would be referred to as a flippy floppy. Now, new year, you're an estate planning lawyer. What does an estate planning lawyer do? You're a California super lawyer. Give us a little background on what estate planners are. Estate planners deal with living trust, probate, and estate tax. That's the bottom line. We tell people you work hard during your lifetime. What do you do upon your demise so that everything doesn't go to probate courts, estate tax? How do you preserve your wealth? In some ways, we work together. Um, I help people create wealth, create a big nest egg that they can live off from age 60 to 100, and you help them protect it. You help make sure that they don't run out of money, that the healthcare system doesn't take it all from them, that the tax system doesn't take it all from them. Simple way of summing that up. Would you add a little bit more color maybe? Well, also just that the family isn't left fighting. I think so often people don't realize that what they put in their estate plan affects people. It affects their family. It can either traumatize family and alienate people, or it can bring the family together. And you could even help on on issues that are even, I'd almost say, uh, more bizarre and more strange than sometimes you would obviously think. Like in your will and your trust, who does the money go to? In your will and your trust, if you have a kid, who gets control of the kid? Who gets control of the money for the kid? Um, it's complicated, isn't it? It is complicated. And I try and bring out issues so people really make their plan while thinking about their plan. It's not just an unintended. I sometimes refer to it as an unintentional disinheritance. For example, if someone holds property as joint tenants and they pass away, it goes to the other joint tenant. Well, what happened to their children? Eventually, the survivor could remarry, have other family And the original joint tenants family gets nothing. It's unintentional disinheritance. So I try and bring people to focus on what they really want to happen and then create a plan so that it happens. It's interesting to note we live in 21st century and it's very much the nuclear family. It's not the same old mom and pop who stay together for 40 years and and ultimately pass away, you know, right when they turn 60. We now live to 100, and sometimes we remarry at age 90. And it's a complicated estate plan, to say the least. And uh, some of the simple things, like, for instance, if, you know, a couple has a kid, um, she may decide that the kid is best served at her with her sister. He may decide the kid is best served with his sister. Um, they'll fight about it. You know, one sister-in-law is, has no kids and probably doesn't even want kids. And the one sister-in-law has three kids all the same age and would probably love it. And then, you know, if you give money to the, you know, help raising your kid, then the other sister gets offended because she didn't get the kid and she didn't get money. So this is stuff you need to hammer out. Yeah. And it, it often causes conflict between clients between a married couple, like you say, is it going to be my sister? No, it's going to be my brother that's going to raise these kids. 
it's I, difficult. I tend to say that the two things ruin marriages. It's it's money and alcohol. Would you agree? Would you disagree? Would you add a little bit to that, Michelle? Money and alcohol. I think there's a lot of things. I think married life is hard. I'm happily married for going on 29 years. But uh, I think there's a lot of things can interfere. I think what's most important, though, is to listen and listen to the other. And I think uh, if I hadn't become an estate planning lawyer, I probably would have become a therapist. Um, and so I try and make it a very uh, thoughtful process with a lot of thinking, communicating, listening, so that we really create the right plan. I think married for 30 years, you should get something in our society. I'm not quite sure what it is, but I've got another theory, Michelle, uh, Michelle um, is that if you live to age 90, you should be able to like steal like suddenly you should be able to steal whatever you want because if you're 90, you're not going to be able to steal anything that's heavy. You're not going to be able to get away with anything that's valuable. You're not going to be able to trick, you know, a jeweler into giving you a, a million dollar piece of jewelry and steal it. But I, th- I think we should encourage laws that, in- that that encourage, you know, doing things right. You've been married almost 30 years. You should get something for that, like maybe a free car or something like that. I don't know. Don't they say married people live longer? So that's what we get. Happiness. <laughs> And then a every, longer life, your hips going to blow out, your you know tumors are going to start to develop, your mind is going to go senile, you're going to poop yourself. Is living longer really that much of a reward? Yeah. <laughs> you're really? too cynical. <laughs> no, I'm not cynical. Yeah. Um, I guess yeah. pooping yourself, if you got a diaper, is probably you know the next best thing to you know telling the system to go shove, but not by much. Well, I think our quality of life, there's no question, is going to be greater, and our children's quality of life as they age is going to be greater, and we're all going to continue to live longer at, with a greater quality of life. See, I'm an eternal optimist. You're an eternal optimist. <laughs> You're making me feel um, downright pessimistic. So you do seminars where you teach people in the Bay Area about estate planning. You've got four of them coming up. They're absolutely free events. You have to preserve... Uh, reserve a seat. Um, I see that you're going to be in San Rafael and Nevada and Mill Valley, twice in Mill Valley. So, and they're coming up in early February, February 2nd in San Rafael, February 4th in Nevada, February 10th in Mill Valley in the morning and February 10th in Mill Valley at night. What would people learn from these scenarios? Well, this is a biggie. I've been speaking for a long time, but I have to say this is really a seminar that people won't want to miss because we've had huge changes in the tax laws. For the first time, we have a state tax repeal. Right. It happened. The unthinkable happened. And people, if they haven't called their estate planning lawyer, they need to. This isn't something... What does a state tax repeal mean to the average person? There, if someone passes away this year, the current law says that there are no estate taxes. That means you could be Bill Gates, you could be owner of a huge hotel conglomerate and have billions and billions of dollars of net worth. There's no estate tax. That is huge. But what's hidden is instead of the estate tax, there is most likely for many wealthy people going to be income tax because the income tax rules were changed. So this is huge. People are going to find out what happened, why it happened, and most importantly, what they need to do. And many people need to act. Now, right now, if you were in a need to act, let's say I'm living in a trailer in Stockton, and I've got a rich uncle worth millions and millions of dollars. Would you be telling me to feed him bacon sandwiches? I heard your comment earlier about the bacon. I probably wouldn't quite go for the bacon. Yeah. If... Um, you're right. 
It's a good year to die. It's a great year You might be right, but we don't know if Congress is going to act, what they're going to say if they act. Is there going to be a new law that perhaps is going to be retroactive? You might have given your poor uncle bacon and only to find out, whoops, sorry, the rules changed retroactively. You know what? There is an estate tax. So how can you tell people to act if you don't even know what the rules are going to be? We need to be flexible. We need an estate plan that says if estate taxes are in fact repealed, here's the amount that I want to go to my children of the first family, and here's the amount I want to go to my wife. And if estate taxes aren't repealed, well, then do it the way we had been doing it up till January 1st. The website's LermanLaw.com, right? Lerman, yes, LermanLaw.com. And the seminars are posted there? Yes, they are. Okay, but I'll mention them right now, and we're going to keep Michelle for another segment. The seminar is LermanLaw.com. The seminars are coming up February 2, San Rafael, Embassy Suites, 7 p.m., free. February 4th, Courtyard by Marriott, Novato, 10 a.m., free. February 10th, 10 a.m., Mill Valley, free. February 10th, 7 p.m., Mill Valley, the Aqua Hotel. The Aqua Hotel for the first, uh, third one as well. You can find out all of this information at LermanLaw.com, LermanLaw.com. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. We're going to take a little bit of a break. We'll come back with more, Michelle. If you have questions about state laws, rich relatives, and things along those lines, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. This is my favorite, the second favorite band, third favorite band. It's silly when you have three favorite bands, but it's Arcade Fire. I'm Rob Black. to Rob Black, 9:10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Stepping on Eddie Vedder. It's always a crime to step on Eddie Vedder. Good album. Pearl Jam's 10. What was the last album, Michelle Lerman, that you listened to? What what type of music does LermanLaw.com listen to in the offices or just in your life? If you're cruising down to LA on 101. We listen to whatever my husband puts on the radio. Okay. I actually prefer it quiet. Really? We had a rule in our we had a rule in our family. If there's two people in a car, you couldn't listen to the radio. You actually had to converse. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. No, when I'm with my daughter, it's whatever my daughter Paige wants to listen to. When I'm with my husband, whatever he wants to listen to, as long as it's not too loud. I would refer to you as a good woman, but that may sound sexist. Um, you're an estate planning attorney, and if I ever say anything sexist, just reach over the console and slap me. Got it. So. Um, you're an estate planning attorney. You've got some seminars coming up in San Rafael, Novato, Mill Valley, free. One of the things that intrigues me is um, a lot of people think estate planning attorneys only work with people who are you know, 80 years old and looks like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. But you, in fact, told me during the break that a lot of young couples come to see you after they've knocked boots and made a baby. That's right. I have, a, I have clients from... Uh... From the time that they give birth to their first child in their in their early twenties, often all the way up uh, in their nineties, okay, it really runs the gamut. Because when you have someone that you care about, that's the time where you're going to want to make sure you've planned properly. So let's run through some scenarios: Young couple have a baby. 
Why do they need a state plan? What are they What are they working on? Especially if they haven't saved a lot. Well, most importantly, when they have a young well, a young couple with a new baby, they need to appoint the guardian, and you do that through a will. Okay. And often it's so sad, but sometimes people pass away, both parents pass away, and the family is fighting over who makes the best guardian. Is it the grandparents or is it the younger aunt that lives in a neighborhood surrounded by lots of young children? So it's really important for a young couple to make that decision. They don't want to go to court and have a judge making a decision of who's going to raise their children. And I assure you that most couples think that it would be an easy process, and it's not. It's not an easy process, especially when the family's not agreeing. It's not an easy process. And Michael Jackson had a pretty good estate plan. Even when he kicked over, it was a, who was going to take the kids, the mother, the, the birth parents, or the, the birth sperm donor. Like, who was going to do it? You just it was, it was headline news, but in real life, it turns into a tragedy because people hate each other. You're right. So in-laws that once, you know, got together over Christmas and had some, you know, hot toddies and, and sang carols together, they hate each other. So... Who else? Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the kids have now gone to college. Mom and dad are settling down. They're starting to hit their peak earning years. Uh, why would they need an estate planner at that point in time? Well, in the way the law has been up through tw- uh, 2009, if one spouse passes away, that spouse has to use their exclusion amount. And I'll explain in a minute what I mean by that. Otherwise, when the survivor dies, there could be unnecessary estate tax. Right. So there's an argument in uh, in the House about whether this exclusion should be portable. Do you have to really have an estate plan that uses the exclusion? So to back up, everyone has an exclusion amount. That's the way the law has been. Right. But if you don't use it, you lose it. So a couple like the one you were describing needs to have an estate plan to adequately deal with their exclusion amount. And usually it's done by putting it in a trust known as a bypass trust. The surviving spouse uses all the assets in the bypass trust. But when the survivor later dies, everything in the bypass trust is free of estate tax. Now, when you say exclusion, is that like, for instance, let's say a young couple marry, they're age 20. um, They both work at Apple. Uh, 20 years later, their shares of Apple have gone up through the roof. He kicks over dead. She uses the exclusion to get a step up in basis and revalue the estate at her current level versus later on versus the millions and millions of dollars of profits they've created. Is that the basic idea? Yeah, actually, um, the basis issue is a whole separate issue. That's uh, that's an income tax issue, not an estate tax okay. issue. And up till 20, uh, 2009, you received the step up in basis. That surviving spouse, the one in your scenario, didn't need to do anything, didn't need to put the assets in a bypass trust, just received an automatic step up in basis. Now the rules are dramatically different. And so now people need to look at how much of their assets increased in value because they're no longer getting that full step up in basis, not under the current laws. It's called a modified carryover basis regime. And so you need to actually plan to allocate a certain amount of basis increase. It's no longer automatic. So all of that, in answer to question, all of that goes into the equation of why someone in your scenario needs to do their estate planning. I know the third law of thermodynamics, um, I have no clue what you're talking about as far as <laughs> equations and step up and bases. Like in the financial world, I've always worked with financial planners and estate planners because I don't want to do it. 
it's you have to stay on top of your game, whereas I have to learn a business model once and, and learn about CEOs and product and profit margins and bottom lines and future earnings and, you know, backing out earnings and things like that. My job is so much easier than your job in the world of financing. Well, for example, uh, many of my clients bought their homes for $29,000, and those homes are worth $2 million. That just angers me. So if their family inherits the $2 million home without the step-up in basis, they have to pay income tax on the gain. The home has increased in value from $29,000 to $2 million. There is gain on that. So when I refer to a step up in basis, I'm referring to the income tax benefit up until last year when someone died, you get a full step up in basis. So there is no income tax due on the gain. The new basis in the house goes from twenty nine million to two million. So when they go to sell it for two million, there is no gain. Speaking with Michelle Lerman, she is an estate planning attorney. She's a barrier figure. She was she was someone I knew of in radio before I really became established in California radio. I did a, a nationwide show for 15 years and moved here eight plus years ago. And when I got here, her name kept popping up. It was actually your husband's name. So because he did a radio show on the weekends, Lerman, Jeff Lerman. So that's right. Lerman on the law. But that's right. It was a name that preceded me, so to speak. Anyway, um, she's going to be doing some seminars coming up uh, all over the Bay Area, San Rafael, Novato, Mill Valley. So a lot of Marin, San Rafael, Novato, Mill Valley. And the dates can be found at LermanLaw.com, LermanLaw.com. Why are you sticking with Marin? Why aren't you stretching your legs a little we actually do estate planning all over California, um, and uh, I travel quite a bit. Uh, our seminars just tend to be people come from all over and come to beautiful Marin. And do you lick your chops when you see someone like Charlie Sheen, who hits women and has lots of kids and lots of marriages? Because he's an estate planning just dream, because he's going to have to redo his estate plan with every wife, right? That's true. He better, because there's lots of rules about uh, a, a spouse that you didn't provide for. Uh, and so it needs to be specified in the plan. If you're not going to provide for them, you need to actually specify that. Otherwise, they'll, they'll inherit something under the code. There's so many tricks with estate planning. If you don't have your plan in place, our nice California probate code has a plan for you. And I, I use Charlie Sheen as an example, and I don't think he actually beats his women, and that's not that's alleged. I should correct that while I'm still on air. That's alleged. But I use that as an example because I think we all know someone who's been married two, three times. And updating your paperwork is it keeps you in business clearly, Michelle. Yes, it does. Um, but but at the same <laughs> it time, it's if it doesn't keep you in business, people make massive, massive mistakes. So how often would you update your estate plan? Because one of the examples I was trying to get at, and I just did a poor job of explaining it, was young couple with kids. 20 years later, the kids are in college. Suddenly, you don't need a guardian for them anymore, but you might need a guardian for your spouse in case they get a stroke and you die. Like, There's other issues that will just automatically crop up. There are. People need to be looking at their plan right now. That's for sure, with these huge changes. And I would say anytime there's a big change in the law, people need to be reviewing their plan. When you have any sort of life change, when you move, if you move out of state, if you marry, if you divorce, if you have a child, any sort of situation like that where there's a life change, your plan needs to be reviewed and updated. How about if you live off the grid in the mountains of Montana? 
You still need an estate plan. <laughs> okay, I'm just I'm, <laughs> you I'm still to, need an estate plan. I'm trying to catch you in some way, shape, or form where you don't need an estate plan. Now, we're running out of time, and one of the things that I, I have to push you on is the income tax versus the estate planning um, step up in basis. How important is the income tax angles at this point in time? The income tax is actually huge, and for the very large, successful, for example, real estate developer who have a very low tax basis in their property, upon their demise, there's going to be a huge income tax when the heirs go to sell the property. And because under the current law, we're allowed to allocate some basis increase, it's no longer automatic. That means you need estate planning to deal with that basis increase allocation. What assets are it's going to be allocated to? Let's say you have two different pieces of property, one going to your children and one going to your spouse, and you have a lot of gain in both. Which property is going to get the allocation of the basis increase? Whichever doesn't get it, the heirs are going to have to pay a lot of income tax. So it's a huge issue right now to deal with. You make my head spin. <laughs> I'm sorry. So no, it's, it's, it's just, it's, 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 again, what in the world of finance, managing what you own is just as important as managing what you owe, but managing what you leave behind it's an insult if you if you do it improperly because the state of California is going to say mine, 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 mine. The United States government is going to say mine, 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 mine. And you worked your whole life to accumulate an estate, and it would be a shame to mismanagement in the last few years. Right. And that's why it's important to have an advisor. Sometimes people think, oh, I need a living trust. Well, I could do that. And they go on the Internet and they print something out. But it's so much more than printing out a document. You really need an advisor to structure it and advise you. And as laws change, to be able to advise you. And I think another way of saying that is sometimes you also need a just an outside opinion to keep your perspective honest because a lot of times husbands and wives will fight and one will get emotional and one will get analytical. And the truth is the law is pretty simple and clear and it needs to be to you to protect all interests. Thanks for joining me, Michelle. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So let me uh, plug her. That's a sexual reference. Let me plug her events while I'm here. Embassy Suite San Rafael, February 2. That's a Tuesday. That's right around the corner. This year is Flying by, 7 p.m., San Rafael, Tuesday at 7 p.m. You can get online, LermanLaw.com, or you can call 415-454-0455. That's 415-454-0455. Second event, she's doing Thursday, February 4th in Nevada, Courtyard by Marriott, 10 a.m. Uh, again, LermanLaw.com or 415-454-0455. Third event she's doing, she's doing a day-night doubleheader, Mill Valley Aqua Hotel in the day, 10 a.m., February 10th. It's a Wednesday night. It's Aqua Hotel, Mill Valley, February 10th at 7 p.m. And again, it's all about estate planning. You can learn more about what she does. She's very well planned. She's very well executed. She's superior at what she does. Um, I dig her. I think her information's top notch. It's important. Again, managing what you own, managing what you owe, important, but making sure that you efficiently pass assets and death is uh, just as important. So it's LermanLaw.com and the phone number is 415-454-0455. That's 415-454-0455. I'm Rob Black. It's 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.